0: Now, if, if you're um, visiting with us or you weren't here last week, uh, you missed out on the, the start of a, of a new sermon series that we're going through, and it's only a three-week series, so we're, we're, we're kind of nearly halfway through it. So I'm hoping that you got a, uh, a study guide. Uh, and if you've got the study guide and you're looking at it and you go, okay, how do I make head or tail of this? Hopefully, as, you, uh, as we, we spend a bit of time here today, it will give you a, a little bit of clarity. Now, we, we've called it Shape. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that um, we called it Shape. Uh, this, this study guide is actually based on a, a book by Eric Ries. Uh, there's the book up there. Uh, and uh, Eric Rees is part of the, the Rick Warren Saddleback Ministry That uh, has been uh, incredibly um, uh, res- resourceful for the worldwide church And many years ago, uh, Rick Warren came up with this concept of shape Which we'll, we'll talk about again uh, today And Eric put it into a, a book which is, is quite resourceful And we're basing it on this, this book uh, today and the whole idea of, of, of shape is seeking the way in which God has shaped each of us as individuals. And last week we looked at uh, spiritual gifts, so that's the S in shape. So if you're looking at S, H, A, P and E, S we looked at last week was um, our spiritual gifts. Today we're going to be looking at the H and the A of, of shape, which is our heart or our, our, our passions and also our abilities as well. So the the, the five um, uh, concepts that come out of this is S, H, A, P and E, which makes up shape. Our spiritual gifts, we looked at that last week. Uh, Our heart today, abilities. And then next week, we're gonna basically wrap it up with our personality and experiences, P and E. And the whole concept of this book is that God uses All of those five things, our spiritual gifts, our heart or our passions, our abilities, our personality and our experiences, all of them together he uses that we may, I guess, find our our kingdom purpose. We talked about that last week, how we serve God within his, his, his kingdom. Now, the reason why I like this whole concept, and I mentioned this last week, the reason why I like this concept so much is, is because we are more than just our spiritual gifts. And so often we, we, we look at stuff like this and we, we just sort of go, we're going to get into spiritual gifts. But there's more to it than that. There's the passions that God has given us, our natural abilities, the personality, the way we're, we're wired. And, and we'll talk about this next week is there's no... Um, no personality is, is better or worse than anyone else. God just wired us differently. And we use our personalities and God will use them uh, for his, his glory. And we'll also next week be looking at experiences. What we've gone through in our past, God can use for his, his glory. Now, I'm just going to quickly... Last week, if we were here, we looked at spiritual gifts and um, through an, a number of passages within the Bible, we looked at uh, there's 20 spiritual gifts that uh, Eric Rees has, has developed. Administration, apostleship, discernment, encouragement, and so on. So there's a, there's a list of 20. Now, if you weren't here last week and you're going, I want to know a little bit more about that, we do have last week's study guide... Out in the foyer, which you can grab, reflect on, and we've also got a list and a description of each one of those within that study guide. So I encourage you to grab one of of those, um, so that you can get a bit more of an explanation, because it'll it'll help very much if we follow along week by week um, with this three week guide. We we encourage you to reflect and pray individually, and if you're in your growth group. along with that as well now here's one of the other things is next week we are going to present a uh an online tool now it's it's something that's been uh developed and personalized so developed by eric Rees in shape but personalized for us here at lismore baptist church um you can access it we'll have a qr code and you can just uh, we all know about qr codes don't we somebody go we have to go back there that's okay this is not about you know Covid. This is this is a positive. So scan your QR code, and you can go through this online tool. Now, if you're not into your mobile phones or personal computers, we'll also have a hard copy for you as well. Hip hip hooray for some people who want that. It gives you an opportunity to engage with that, and it'll give us an opportunity as a church to see the. I was going to say the shape of the church as all individuals within the body of Christ. Now, I'm particularly excited about all of this because I just know that this, this church is just full of abilities, personalities, experiences, spiritual gifts and passions and everything like that. We we know that and we see that. But how much better is it than when we can actually find out and dig around and see sometimes hidden passions or hidden abilities that we haven't even really thought about or considered or haven't been wanting to, to talk about. Now, I'm also going to mention there's three responses that you can have as you journey through these next three weeks. You, you can have three responses. You can say, that's great, John. I'll listen to your sermon. I'll engage with the study guide. And I might even have a look at your online, uh, online tool. But I'll just keep this all all the findings to myself. And you're free to do that. You know, it's not like we're going to twist your arm and say, we need to know how you're wired. So you f- feel free just to sort of say, look, I'll just, you know, just reflect on it by myself. At the end of the online tool, you'll be asked the second question if you'd like to just keep it to yourself. The other one is if you would like um, your information that you'll input into that available on our database. And so uh, if if you uh, except that what we'll do is we'll put it on our database and what that basically means is we get a bit of an idea of the different gifts passions natural abilities your type of personality what experiences you've had which which helps us as as we're moving forward as a church you'd think that would be quite helpful okay so that's a second option the third option is that you can indicate on the on the on the tool is that if you would like to have an interview with one of the leadership within the church to sit down and have a talk about how these particular spiritual gifts, passions, abilities and and so on can be used within the context of this church or out in our community or with other organisations within our our town. So we really want this to gain some some traction. We don't just want it to be, oh, we had a nice talk about spiritual gifts and passions and everything like that and then we'll just go back to where we were before so we want to um i used the word last week want to sort of map this church and find out where all of these um hidden talents abilities and and passions are so we can uh, be a little bit sharper within our, our our ministry hope that's okay so look for that next week um, as we release the uh, the online part of this series so today we're going to be looking at last week we looked at spiritual gifts listen to the sermon on the website grab the first week study guide if you want to recap in all of that that information's there this week we're looking at the h and the a of, of shape and the first one is h which is our heart now once again, this information available in this week's study guide, week number two. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, Paul writes this. He says, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord." reward. Christ that you are serving and I think we could all say amen to that now Rick Warren in his his book The Purpose Driven Life which came out 20 odd years ago it's, it's actually um, it's actually been printed 50 million times in 137 languages that actually makes it the um, the most published Christian book apart from the Bible of course the most published Christian book Um, Rick Warren and in it he he talks about this and there's a quote he says physically each of us has a unique heartbeat just as we have a unique thumbprints eye prints and voice prints it's amazing that out of all of the billions of people who have ever lived no one has had a heartbeat exactly like yours he continues on. He says, In the same way, God has given each of us a unique emotional heartbeat that races when we think about the subjects, activities, circumstances that interest us. We instinctively care about some things, and not about others. These reveal the nature of your heart and are clues to where you should be serving. We have a unique physical heartbeat rick says but we also have a, a unique emotional heartbeat now i don't know whether you've ever noticed this but um think about things that you get really passionate about and have you ever been in a conversation with someone and you're sharing about your your passion for something and these people look back at you with a sort of a glaze look as if so what have you ever you ever had that and you go well hang on, am, am I the odd one out here? Or I thought everybody should have be, be be passionate about AFL football or, or other things that are probably more important than AFL football. You know, and, and so we all have these things. Now, that doesn't mean that we're odd. It just means what, what Rick has said, that we all have these different emotional heartbeats. And when we get that and understand that, that's actually a healthy thing, isn't it? it wouldn't be that if every single one of us had exactly the same passions about these particular things it would mean we would all be jumping over the top of one another to try to serve in that area and yet that all the other areas would be completely amiss true so we are wired so that we get passionate about certain things and some people have no interest in that but that's okay it's all part of a bigger picture now what are the passions that make us unique? And this is what we want to dig into and hopefully give you some food for thought about what it is that may be the way that God has wired you with the passions he's given you. Now, Eric reason in his book suggests five, he calls them passion principles. And these are as follows. Know what drives you, know who you care about, know the needs you will meet, know the cause and know the dream for the kingdom. That's what he talks about. Now, looking at what cravings God has placed in your life and they're often deep within your spirit and I think sometimes depending on what experiences we've had life that's lived maybe we've been uh, ignored put down criticized or whatever sometimes we we suppress these passions and we don't think about them and maybe we need to take time to to listen or whatever so let's have a look at this the first one is know what drives you a few questions just to to get you thinking about this where do my desires drift towards what do I really want to do for God what motivates me to action what do I crave now these are are rather straightforward questions but you know what the the sad thing I think many of us don't honestly ask these questions about ourselves we just wander our way through life and sometimes unfortunately what happens is we allow other people to answer these questions for us it could be well-meaning friends. It could be even be your pastor who says, you know, I reckon you'd be really good at this. Oh, well, John, if you think so, maybe I should. I haven't really thought about it. Now, I think it's important for all of us to honestly ask these questions. What motivates me? What do I get excited about? Now, the good thing about these questions is it causes us to drill down a little bit deeper. And so as we drill down a little bit deeper, we can ask who... So if if you're thinking about things you might be really passionate about, who is it that you really care about? Who do I feel that I can influence for God? What age range do I relate to? What affinity group do I serve? And how can I impact them for the gifts? So who, for example? Now, let me just suggest something for a moment just pause and reflect for a moment and, and if, if, I, if I was to say infants and preschoolers do you go what hmm? do you go hmm? do you go hmm? hmm. infants and preschoolers if I was to say primary schoolers oh straight away Actually, most of the others are already out there in kids' church because they're passionate about doing that. Primary schoolers, yeah. Hmm. Or maybe you're just going, hmm, whatever. High schoolers, ooh, that's a challenging age, isn't it? Did I tell you we're looking for SRE teachers in our high schools? It's, it's, like a, it's, like we're, it's intentional, isn't it? Not everybody is really passionate about high schoolers but I'll tell you what, there's a few. And when you can, you know, when you can dig out that passion, boy, oh boy, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. High schoolers, young adults, same deal. Hmm? Yeah, or oh, yeah. Young parents, which probably encapsulates primary schoolers or, or uh, preschoolers as well, but young parents. And, you, and as you think about these ages, for some people, they're going, yeah, yeah, something needs to be done for them, for them. Well, instead of pointing out someone else needs to do it, maybe God's speaking to you about why you get so passionate about that. What about middle-aged people? That's about the best description I could have. That's these people in the middle. Who cares for us? Mm, Nobody's showing interest there. Um, Singles. Single people. What about retirees? What about the elderly? Now, you could probably go through all of those and go does any of those resonate with me now when you start to look at those age groups then you start to zero in on what particular groups so it could be people in business it could be uh, areas of, of sport it could be the marginalized people it could even be certain ethnic groups or whatever start to look at that and measure and this is like literally measure your heartbeat you know what i'm saying when you look at that and you go "Ooh," i get quite passionate about that Do you know what I'm saying? And I think too often we just sort of think we're supposed to just care for everybody exactly the same. And yes, we're called to love everybody. It's not like we love some people and not others. But let's be honest, there are some people who we get really passionate about. And we need to listen to to what God is saying to us in that. Now, the next one is know the needs you will meet. Now, in your study guide you have got a list on the, on the third page of the different needs. So we get really passionate about these people and the particular groups they're in, but what particular needs? Now, there are six needs that Eric lists in his book, the spiritual needs, relational needs, educational needs, physical needs, emotional needs, and vocational needs. This is really broadly speaking. Some people get really passionate about the spiritual needs of people. These people need to come and know Jesus. Now, you'd think everybody should be like that if we're followers of Jesus. But some people, it's, it's a real passion. For others, I just want to get people connected relationally. I, I just want to see people get educated well. I want to see people have their physical needs met. You know, we, we've got um, people in the medical field. Uh, in this church here and I'm sure to a certain extent there's an aspect of the physical which feeds into a certain extent within the emotional and then we've got vocational which is relates to to work now if you have a look in the uh, the study guide here it mentions that quite often these particular needs connect with particular giftings and we find that people who have particular giftings which is what we talked about last week connect up with these particular needs encourage you to reflect on that and go what is it that resonates with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4 Paul writes he comforts us in all of our troubles so we can comfort others when others are troubled we will be able to give the same comfort God has given us there are people who who need your comfort which you're able to give, as Paul says, in, in Jesus' name. Now, we're not saying that that's exhaustive. We're not saying that that's the complete list. You may come up with something different, a different need. But think about it. As part of the gifting that God has given me, what is a way that with a, the, the age group that I resonate with, can I offer my services? You could match the age to the need. Like, um, you know, a high schoolers, if you're particularly passionate about high schoolers, it could be, you know, the vocational need. I, I want to help high schoolers get work, find a career. It, it, it could be with, a, with an infant, and particularly for those in the medical field. Infant, I want to help with their physical needs. Or with the elderly, it could be with their emotional needs, for example. And of course... As we go through this, and this is just helping us to zero in even further, know the cause. Now, in your uh, handout here, there's lots of of pieces of paper here, isn't there? Um, On that handout there, we've got a list of a number of the causes. Now, if you don't know um, particularly how you could help, which one of these you get particularly passionate about? And uh, th- they've just listed here a number of these, which I think really just get us started. Now, once again, as I read these out, is there one that you particularly resonate with or you get uh, a little bit passionate about? You know, your, your heartbeat gets a little bit excited. Abortion issues, abuse and violence, alcoholism, at risk children, parenting, behavior issues, disabilities. Divorce, drug abuse, educational issues, the environment, ethics, financial stewardship, health, fitness, homelessness, law, justice, marriage and family, politics, poverty and hunger, sanctity of life, sexual issues or spiritual apathy. Reflect on those. Are there one of those causes that you go... I actually get a bit passionate about this remembering that not everybody in the church not every individual is passionate about the same things that God has given you a passion for think on that think on that and lastly know the dream for the kingdom what is it that you're passionate about what age group what affinity group Spiritual, relational, educational, physical, emotional, vocational—what are the issues? And I would hope that, as maybe in your your growth group, you have an opportunity to discuss that amongst yourselves and hear what different people. Because I think this is one of the great things when you're in a smaller group and you actually hear that someone's passionate about something different than you, and you also go, "Hang on, different things are going on here. How can we encourage one another in that?" Now. Just as I gave a warning about spiritual gifts last week, I think we need to give a, a warning about our, our, our passions as well. And we, we read in Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through to 17, Paul writes this, and he says this about himself. He says i do not understand what i do for what i want to do i do not do but what i hate i do and if i do what i do not want to do i agree that the law is good as it is it is no longer i myself who do it but it is sin living in me it's it's a powerful part of 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 romans that confronts the fact that um, even though we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, where um, people who still walk the, the earth are in a sinful body, surrounded by sin. And as we see here, the, the, the wonderful Apostle Paul sort of says that he struggles from time to time, saying that I want to do the right thing, but I, I don't always do the right thing and there's a part of my my old life they call it the old man within us that rises up from time to time and has desires and passions that's not of god that's the way i interpret that and so i I guess as we we look at this one of the dangers is if in particularly in isolation you go what am i really passionate about john said on sunday we i want to I want you to think about what you're really passionate about. Well, I'm, I'm really passionate about a four and twenty pie and a comfortable chair watching the footy. I'm really passionate about that. That's just personal comfort, isn't it? And I don't think that's what what God is. Uh, what what we're talking about here. And sometimes our passions can simply be just for personal comfort. Sometimes our passions could be, you know. I want to be the best person in this church and I want to be someone that everyone will look up to and say, gee, they're a really good person. I'm really passionate about that. Well, that's kind of a little bit self-serving really, isn't it? So is that really a a lot of that's what what Paul is talking about here, about just focusing on self or it could be for your own personal glory. So I think one of the, the greatest opportunities when we're looking at that is to do it as a group so we can sort of use... the the checks and balances and go really is that is that really what you think will will glorify God doing it as a as a as a church or as a small group or whatever but ask yourselves ask yourselves these questions what pursuit would release the passion in my life for God think about it what God-centered dream can I identify that has been buried by life think about it what would i attempt to do for god with the rest of my life i i was uh talking to uh dave miller one of our, our deacons dave i'd, I'd hope was going to be here this, this morning and uh unfortunately he's got uh family commitments but uh in talking with with dave uh in his role as sort of our missions coordinator and he's been uh work, coordinated a a number of trips over to 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 africa but also looking at some other opportunities for us to partner with other mission agencies on short-term missions trip you can just see when i was talking to to dave just this this passion passion for for short-term missions passions to involve people and take them along with him so they can get an experience of life there is a, a distinct developing heartbeat within Dave that not everybody has but we can all see and appreciate does, does that make sense you know, I I can speak on behalf of Dave if he's not here I'll I'll say what he would have said but he gets really passionate about that and when you start talking about that you know Dave's have you ever noticed Dave he's sort of he can't stand still because you know we need to do it now I'm going to ring up tomorrow and it's, it's okay Dave you can you know we don't have to do it t- no no I've got I've got to do it tomorrow because he's it's that's unique emotional heartbeat with, with, with missions and working with people to give people an experience of those sort of things but, but Dave's just one out of all of us within this church and I encourage you to interact with this and discover what it is that God has given you as a unique emotional heartbeat I'm going to move on from heart to the A which is abilities abilities, and discovering what you are naturally good at God has given all of us abilities some of them are quite natural from the day we are born others are discovered as we go along we see that some people have an ability a a natural ability and it could be an intellectual ability it could be a a, a sporting or a, a physical ability and And anybody who has had children and has seen their children grow up, and if you've had multiple children, you'll see all of them are different in the way in which they respond and react to the world about them. And we see for some of them, they are quite natural at certain things. In Matthew 25, Jesus told a parable. And it's quite a confronting parable, really. And I'm only going to read out the first two verses Um, of this this parable some of you would know it quite well Um, and Jesus said again it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them to one he gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag each according to his ability then he went on his journey Some versions call them gifts, some call them uh, talents, uh, abilities or whatever. And we can, we can spend the rest of the time just talking about specifically what it talks about. But this parable Jesus is talking about is God giving us something that's unique and entrusts it to us that we may do something with it. The parable is quite confronting because uh, as, as many of you would know, these three people did different things with their abilities and some people didn't one person didn't do anything at all with that ability Um, so what i want to do is i I want us to think about what it is that god may have given to us that once again we think is quite natural and we can quite easily think um, isn't everybody good at those sort of things isn't everybody good at maths no isn't everybody good at writing essays no i've got a list here of 30 abilities now once again they are far from being exhaustive all i'm hoping that they will do is just get the conversations going entertaining ability, recruiting ability, interview ability, researching ability, artistic ability, graphics ability, evaluating ability, planning ability, managing ability, counselling, encouraging ability, athletic ability, teaching ability, writing ability, linguistic ability, editing ability, promoting ability, repairing ability, hobby-related ability. You can go anywhere with that, hobby-related. Feeding ability. That's not feeding yourself. That's feeding other people. Recall ability, mechanical operating ability, technical ability, resourceful ability, counting ability, classifying ability, public relations ability, welcoming ability, musical ability, landscaping ability, decorating ability, or the big one, other. That's all in your insert in today's study guide. Now, the online tool is actually going to get you to dig into this one. But what I, want you to, what I want you to do in preparation for next week is I want you to look at all of these and you've got three responses. And the three responses are this. Love it. In other words, oh, I wouldn't care. For, that's all I do for the rest of my life. I just love doing that stuff, whatever that may be. Right? I, just, I, I can't get enough of it where do I sign up for it that's me there are others who go they say like it well yeah I I don't mind it I I do it quite often and it's it's okay but it's not like I could take it or leave it it's just one of those things you know what I'm saying and there's others and the other response is live without it if I if I could do away with that I would sometimes I have to do it because there's no one else to do it but if I could you know find someone else to do it I would do that and you know what, I, I reckon as we start to look at all of these, is we will find everyone would respond in a very different way. In a very different way. And one of the things that I, I, I find is that there are some people who've got particular natural abilities that I'm so encouraged with. There's, whoops, there is a uh, particular person in our church who's actually not with us today who actually likes snakes go figure there's actually someone in our church who, who's got pet snakes that's, that's just weird isn't it we've got some weird people in our church but, but that's okay I'm still trying to work out um, how you use that for God's glory but the good thing about it is is that we've had a couple of times when um, we've had snakes in our backyard and Paul Whiting that's who we're talking about gladly comes and takes care of the snakes and puts it in another place. He loves snakes. Um, there, there are some people who just love entertaining. People have just got this incredible hospitality gift. Come right into our place. We want to feed you. We want to enjoy it. The... And there's other some people who go, yeah, really? That sounds like a whole lot of work to me. But isn't it good that we've got people in our church who just love hospitality, feeding people? We've got We've got people who are, are really good with, with woodwork. And I probably won't embarrass this particular person. I won't embarrass Jeremy. But, but he um, just loves working with wood. And we, we love that. There's other people who go, I couldn't think about anything worse than trying to... Getting splinters and working. But, but that's what it is. We've got given these natural abilities. Look at those. Love it. Like it. Or we could live without it. And if you engage with the, the, the online experience next week, we'll get an opportunity to find out the varied natural abilities that God has given to us as a church. So I'm gonna leave it at that with regard to abilities go and and it feels like we're just sort of pausing because we've still got the personalities and the experiences which trust me when we start looking at that it'll feel like we're the jigsaw puzzle will start to come into into individual experiences we start to see all the pieces coming together to make this wonderful picture of not only the way God has has wired you but for us as a whole church how we serve and, and minister together so I'm I'm hopeful that you'll continue to in, engage with this. I look forward to the opportunity next Sunday when we, we start to piece it all together as to the way in which God will um, unveil to us a picture of Lismore Baptist Church. So can I encourage you, um, I'm, I'm just going to pray right now and I, just to um, centre your thoughts on on what we've talked about today I just want to pray and say Heavenly Father I, I thank you I thank you that we're not just people who take up room within your kingdom that you actually call us to participate in your kingdom and you've all given us uh, a, a role you've given us Spiritual gifts, you've given us a heart and a passion for certain things, you've given us natural abilities, personalities, and experiences. I want to thank you, Heavenly Father, that we are so special to you that you have invested in us a unique shape that we've got this emotional heartbeat and natural ability. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are so wonderful that you didn't just create us just to be like the person next to us. We thank you for your creative masterpiece work. I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we continue on into next week that you will continue to to show us how we're made the gifts that you have given us, how you've wired us that we may best serve you within your kingdom I want to thank you Heavenly Father for every person within this church I want to thank you for the unique way that you've made us and may we appreciate one another as part of the body of Christ I pray heavenly father that you would give us wisdom as we look at desires that like Paul wrote in Romans 7 that we, we, we won't get bogged down in our, 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 our selfish desires for personal comfort but seek beyond everything else to serve you and your kingdom. Take us, Heavenly Father, and use us. We pray for your glory, and we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.